Hello, 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 and welcome to Candorsations. I am your host, Candor Thomas Bell. Candorsations is a podcast where we dive into authentic and organic conversations with real people about their remarkable life experiences. Our goal is to empower and inspire as we explore the diverse paths of self-discovery, healing, and self-care that leads to overall wellness. So stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Candorsation. Today, we have my brother from another mother, Mr. David Smith. David, uh, (laughs) let me tell y'all a little bit about David. David graduated with his master's in vocational rehabilitation counselor from the Langston University. He is a proud HBCU graduate from the great state of Oklahoma. He currently works for the federal government, providing vocational rehabilitation services to our nation's heroes. He is also experienced in providing individual family group counseling to clients of all ages. In his current position, he is now a management analyst, and he leads VA projects and works in many roles as a main point of contact for veterans' readiness and employment uh, for internal and external customers. David is is originally from the big state of Texas, specifically Dallas, but raised at Oklahoma City. And he is also a citizen of the federally recognized Cherokee Nation and a proud member of Kappa, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Without further ado, welcome to Candy Stations, Mr. Smith. <laughs> I, I, you know what, sis? I, I, um, I love my intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to give give a shout out to the noobs. Absolutely, absolutely. We we would like we like them with their shimmy. So he's shimmy hey. on onto the stage of conversations. You can get a visual of that. That's what we're doing right now. Oh yeah. Okay, so why did I bring David to the stage? David is my brother. I met David. Ooh, it's been what seven years ago. It's been a while. And seven years ago. David and I took these jobs that paid pennies on a dollar for people with master's degrees. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) So what we did is uh, we we became a fraternity. He's a fraternity brother. I'm a sorority sisters in the struggle. So uh, we like to call this episode "Stay Down to Be Up." What you think about that? <laughs> I, I like the title. It, it definitely fits us. <laughs> so um, we 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 met a few years back, and we we um, had some challenges when you first get your masters and getting out there, get your feet wet, and so the difficulties of feeling undervalued after a master's degree. Do you feel that or what came up for you when we when we took these jobs that 
actually seemed like it was a bad decision at some point, but they ended up being the best decision. <laughs> right. So when I when I first took that leap of faith, uh, I did not know I was jumping into struggle right away. <laughs> like I just left the comfort of my home to jump jump into into the struggle in Atlanta, Georgia, College Park. Specifically. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> So, so you're right. We bonded over being in the struggle, <laughs> we were, in the we same boat. Yeah, it was rough. Um, so David and I both work as um, vocational rehab, uh, provisional kind of thing, and they had to stay. Um, and this, I know for me, mental health challenges were taking the job. Like I knew I needed to be in Atlanta, and it was a leap of faith for me too coming from Montgomery. Um, but I knew I needed to be here to uh, accomplish some other things. I don't know if it was the same for you, but what, what was your what so thought my, did you have about taking the leap? <laughs> so my leap of faith, it was, come on, I was in Oklahoma. I was like, okay, I, I'm struggling here. I can't struggle in another city. Nobody, got, nobody else has to see it. But then... <laughs> So that was one thing that was on my mind before I left. I'm like, that should be paying me good money. I think this is going to be good money. Um, always read the fine print. I will say that uh, yeah. to everyone out there. <laughs> but um, I did take that leap of faith to Georgia. I was happy to be out on my own. Mm-hmm. And um, once I got there, it was more so of what could I do next um, yeah. with this master's degree that I'm paying student loans for. <laughs> so I know, right? So, um, what we did, I, I like to say, that, um, at Atlanta, I, I used to be a man that used to, to float around and say, living in Atlanta, you have to have two jobs and a little bit of scam or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt like that. It really felt like that in the beginning. Um, looking at it now from what we came, it looked totally different yeah. on the other side. Yeah, it looked totally different. That, that grass is green. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, some of it requires some, some big heads on the front of it, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> on, so on that. So tell me about um, some of the luxuries you lost in the shift. So the luxury I, I lost in the transition to where I am now, yeah, while I was like, going in the struggle. Like staying in the struggle. What's some of the things you had to give up to just kind of stay down to you got where you wanted So when I first got to Georgia, and I have to say, when you get your first apartment, the luxury things that you you take for granted, like AC. Uh, <laughs> I took that for granted because I looked at my electric bill. I said, I can't run this up like that. I got to turn it off and open the back door. Uh, so I know, know we're talking about giving up our foods, like the good foods that we have. So I didn't have enough money to eat too good. So I bought cans of tuna. I said, okay, let me take these cans of tuna to work. You know, I can eat this. I won't starve. And plus, I might get a little body out of the deal. So, but... <laughs> I didn't get the second one, so but I got I got some nutrition. Right, right, right. I can remember um, having to pick up part time jobs. 
I mm. think at one point when I first got here, I was Ubering and I mm. was working part time that. as a therapist, just stressed out to no end, but trying to, I ain't gonna let Atlanta beat me. I'm gonna be in that struggle with Atlanta. This, this just ain't happening, right? Mm-hmm. And it and I and I say so many people just give up without you know trying to fight back. But I remember mm-hmm. I remember those days when you were you were Uber right after work. Like I'm like, where you, where you going? Oh, I'm about to get in this car and go Uber. <laughs> so going like, going to make it make it making it, it happen. So let me ask you this: What do you think about this generation now that don't understand what it takes to? Build from the ground up. Mm, see, like this this new generation, they 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 think it's it's easy, and I I think a lot of our older generations that came before us might say the same thing about us. Right. But th- this new generation don't understand that you have to you got to plant your seeds. Right. You got to right. continue to work, and you're not right. you're not gonna see that outcome right away. You just gotta right. have faith in God that it's gonna be there. Come on now. How, how many prayer calls do we have in them cubicles next to each other on the morning? On the morning, I I think I needed you from the night before. I was like, look, I'm uninstalled. I need you to pray over <laughs> coming in stressed. Yeah. And then just sometimes just being at the job that they um would have these lunches. They didn't even understand what these big old lunches that they was having meant for people who just didn't have it like that. It was, yeah. a, it was a whole blessing. That, you know what? I, I I just love that was like a Christmas bonus to me when they brought brought in food. I'm like, oh, we who's bringing in food today? Mm-hmm. Yep. We get to eat tonight. But yeah, that's Absolutely. a good one. Absolutely right. So, um. Now that you are progressing in your career, I mean, progressing right quite well, you know, um, what are some what are some of the big luxury items that you get to enjoy now? Outside of the air conditioning. Outside of the air conditioning, okay. <laughs> so I would say I get to enjoy just that. The biggest thing is that uh, re- relaxation, that, that, that okay. feeling of you don't have to, have that pressure on your back. When, it, when do I have enough this month? That feeling, mm-hmm. or can I go do this activity? I know right. one of the, one of the things that I just recently purchased was uh, a Tesla. Mm-hmm. Okay, big Hey, finally I had that, <laughs> but I, I kept that same car since I left home. So you did. You did. I did, and, and I also had a chance to sleep in it. Uh, sleep in it a couple times. <laughs> so, and, and I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't get any more coops because I'm too big to sleep in this car. So okay. uh, I, I need something better. So just in case I have to go through the struggle again, uh, I, I could be able to sleep in a nice car. And I think I heard Steve, Steve Harvey say that at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, the biggest challenge is, um, and, 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 and this is really for students that are graduating with their masters that don't land a job, they say you're going to make a whole lot of money. Like sometimes you got to get real creative with your finances. You mm-hmm. got to really get creative with um, 
with how you manage money and how you look at money and how you use money. So I just kind of like to, to think about, you know, what happens is we have these ideas of what we will earn coming out of college, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us look up in that land. The majority of us do not. But what what may happen is you end up with these master's degrees or higher level education degrees and they don't pay you what you're worth. Mm. And it takes a, um, it kind of makes you feel devalued. I don't know if you felt that way, but. Oh yeah, I, de- I definitely felt that way. I was, I was thinking like, man, we paid all this money. Mm-hmm. Spent all this time in school, and then I got out, and this is, this is what I'm earning. Right, and, especially in the helping field. Mm-hmm. I can remember um, getting ready to get my master's degree, and a friend of mine told me she said, "You don't want to do uh, counseling like that. You ain't gonna make no money in it, and um, you gonna you got to do all those hours of." serve, I mean, uh, practice and pay all that supervision fees and all this kind of stuff, but the blessing with coming up here is I end up with a supervisor. That was mm-hmm. amazing. Shout out to Amy Williams. Woohoo! Oh. Uh, <laughs> I love Amy. Appreciate Amy. Um, that helped me get where I need to be with my license and stuff like that. It was just like favor. It was like I jumped into things that look financially unbalanced, but in the end, it was the the trust in God that causes causes the shift in finance. Would you say? I would say definitely it was my belief in God, me trusting in God's words. Yeah, that made made all my finances my finances turn around. Right. And even even when we think about the people who we met, it was like we we paid the cost by making the connections. What you say? I agree. Like you, you definitely gonna run into a lot of people and make those connections based off putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. that you were in. You didn't know it was gonna play out the way it did. Right. Absolutely. So even when um, I can't remember who the lady helped you with getting your current job and helping to find the tricks and trades for the the resume for that kind of stuff. But, you know, had we not taken those opportunities, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or taken that leap of faith, that scary walk, would we have made it? You know, we could have stayed comfortable where we were because I was comfortable in Alabama. It mm-hmm. was, it was, um, the cost of living was low. Family was there. Support was there. But I knew it was something more. Um, so that was one thing I thought. What you think? Same. And I want to ask you this. Can you describe that feeling when you wanted more? When you knew that you wanted more, it's time to leave. Um, well, I, I'll say this. Um, I'm glad you asked because I hadn't shared this story. So I was doing um, small group ministry at my church and uh, I was in a small group 
And the year prior to the year we came together, I had interviewed for this same job. I knew Atlanta was calling me, but God told me no. And uh, I was obedient. I finished the course of what he had me doing. Uh, he had me to continue the small group ministry that I was I was working on. And until I got, I was accountable for those women who I was serving. And so he didn't let me leave before I finished that assignment. And so literally right after I finished that assignment, December 2015, um, I had two options for the job that we took. Um, I had, we, we, I think we both probably had a second interview the same day um, in February, but on leap year of 2016, leap year day, February 29th, 2016, I called and they offered me two different positions at the same place. Mm. So I had a choice of which location that I wanted. And uh, I feel like it was obedience, but everything that I needed or I wasn't getting like my licensure, my supervision, waiting in line for supervision, working at a company that was having problems financially because it was non-profit. It was a struggle. Um, and making mm-hmm. a decision like, well, if this is this bad, hey, at least if I go over here, Atlanta's a big metropolitan city and I can get connected. Mm-hmm. And um, the connection landed me, you know, opportunity. So I guess it's about connection in your in your in your struggle. Or I don't even want to say it's a struggle, but in that space where you're learning and growing. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a humbling thing that now I'm always reaching back and trying to make sure everybody wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was the thing that was the feeling. The feeling was that, you know, hey, I know that this is comfortable. But in order for me to get more, I need to get uncomfortable. Mm. So that, and that that's a big one, right? That that, that big word is that comfortable. Comfortable. When you're comfortable, you don't want to move. Mm-mm. I'm complacent. I never forget one one of my friends said, "You you don't want to be complacent," and I was like, "I'm comfortable," but it really was complacent. It was complacent that I didn't think it was more. It was just like, hey, I'm, I'm living. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. It's comfortable. It's, but it was really complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, so stepping out of the comfort zone into a boiling hot pot of struggle for a little while. And, and mm-hmm. I didn't say it was a, it was a, it was a year. Not almost mm-hmm. a day. That was struggle before I, I got the other job that landed me a significant increase that changed my world instantaneously. Mm. It, it changed my living arrangements <laughs> to my, oh, we can have a state arrangement. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it changed your overall view. Of, mm-hmm. I, did it take, it took you out of the poverty mindset? It did. And then it took me out of the being loyal to a company for 30 years. Mm. And so I learned that the bounce is where the money is. 
sometimes, yeah. Because I, I think I've changed jobs. I've been in Atlanta seven years. I've changed jobs three times. And the, every bump was higher and higher of what would have took me 30, if I could get into 30 years, if I stayed in Alabama. Mm. So, nope. uh, yeah. So... What about you and your and your and your voyage to to taking the leap? Man, so many things. Uh, first, man, Oklahoma. I have to go back to to my 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 little roots. I started off as counseling in a counseling role. I'm like, man, this ain't this ain't it right here. This. <laughs> so that's when I'm like, okay, I'm I'm struggling in my after college with this master's degree. Uh, like you said earlier, Atlanta had more opportunities. I'm like, okay, I know if I can just get there, I can just rebuild wherever I'm at right now, anytime. Wow. I can out, I can struggle in another city and still wow. work my way up. And I know this place has more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I took that leap um, and I, I hated it for a little bit, but then I, it just made me adapt. I feel like you have to adapt to that, being uncomfortable, being on your own. You don't have no fallback support. You can't call yeah. mama, daddy, cousins, yeah. Yeah. and ask them for some money because most likely they're in the same position as you. So, yeah, what you say? That was, that was a beautiful, but it's so humbling that now it, it keeps me grounded because mm-hmm. That figure that they hired us with is itched in my heart, and the Lord willing in the creek gonna rise. I hope I don't have to um, do that again. Um. <laughs> but but look, I I feel like if you did have to do it again, you already know what hard yeah. looked like. Mhm. And yeah. it teaches you something. Success is really is how many times can you have to start at ground zero and rebuild it. Mhm. And and like and when earlier you were like I had to. It took about a year, right, before you. Mhm. And that year, that year, and I tell this to anyone when you're starting out, everything is hard at first. Mm-hmm. You don't know when it's gonna end. Mm-hmm. But if you just stay focused, stay prayered up, you know it. They you don't look back. You're like, oh, that was only a year. That that wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. That wasn't too bad. I can handle whatever's coming next. Mhm. And when you're in the thick of it, you just don't realize it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think once you get to a place, take care of your mental health, right? Um, being able to utilize resources um, at your job. Like most people don't use that EAP. They say, oh, nothing's going on. It may not be nothing going on, but if you think about your mind, and you think about a pipe and it being mm-hmm. corroded with stuff. And, you know, people use drain on the same pipe out. Therapy is like a pipe cleaner. You don't know what all the residue is on the side until you get in there and start doing some work to clean it up. So mm-hmm. I, I always recommend people do some kind of therapy, even if it's not what they license therapists with some kind of coach, some kind of mental, um, spiritual um, therapy, get in there because it's always something to grow from, to be, to change, to learn something about yourself. Your best investment is yourself. I agree. 
Yeah. Invest in yourself, like you were saying, you know, mental health is definitely key. One of the key things that I would say for myself mm -hmm. was just understanding how I am mentally. Like, yeah. are you okay? You know? Mm -hmm. And creating and creating a structure for yourself, whatever that structure looks like. Um, everybody's system isn't your system. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's walk isn't your walk. But I guess um, I think we connected because I was looking out for you, you were looking out for me. Um, it was a struggle. Even um, a couple of other people was in that same struggle who I could think of. Um, and we all kind of connected at that same place. But you know, those friendships and those relationships have been key mm -hmm. to the pain of growth um, and elevation. So as much as hard as it was when it was, I am grateful for that um, that part of the story, because that part of the story is what gets you to, hey, let me figure out how I can do more and mm -hmm. teach people how to bounce so bounce back from difficult situations. Right, you said it right there. Those difficult situations, but but we have to go through them. It's like I, I feel like. It, anything worth having, you got to go through the struggle a little bit, but then you're going to adapt. You got to adapt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to so, adapt to your environment. Yeah. And we did, right? We looked at, we looked at how we can get, how we can, number one, cut costs. That was number two, number one. And then number two was um, looking at where can I gain some additional resources that would, would help me you know, do I need cable or can I just Netflix it? You know, do I need well? That's one thing I do think, guy, for is uh, if you remember those phones, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> with, with, with the Wi Fi, <laughs> yeah, phone and the Wi Fi change your life, right? They, they so, help me out tremendously, right? So, we, we, we learn some things and we grow for some things, and um. I'm grateful for um, the time and that kind of stuff. So I guess what I want anybody to know that a temporary setback is really a setup for a comeback hmm. or come up, however you want to perceive it. Because never, well, I always saw myself doing therapy and I saw myself having a private practice in Atlanta. I never saw it in Alabama, but the vision was always there and here we are doing these things that was once just something that I believed to now something that is real tangible and moving forward. Um, the podcast now is something that I want to do. I want to launch a podcast, eight, 18 of 18. Well, <laughs> it's timing. <laughs> and, and you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. So um, have you had anybody in your circle that has come to you in their struggle and you helped them to take some steps? What's your advice to those people 
who are just getting started. Okay, so everything I said earlier about everything is for it's got everything you you start and it, you never did it before. It's gonna be hard, right? So that's the first thing, you know. It, don't just put don't just turn it down because you feel like you ain't got it right now. You know, right. you're gonna get it eventually. It's repetition. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep showing up. Right. Um, I have friends, colleagues who, who talk about the tough times. And my, my mm-hmm. whole thing is tough times, hard times don't last long. Tough people do. Absolutely. So so keep pushing. Keep moving forward. Don't stop. Rest if you must, but don't you quit. So oh! I love it. And the other part like, is I like to say this. Um, pick your heart. Mm-hmm. I like it's, that. Pick your heart. I mean, it's hard to to always have to put something off. It's hard to stay feeling that you're not being paid what you're worth or you in a place that you feel undervalued. It's hard to do that, but you can do it. But it's even more uh, rewarding if you choose the heart of starting something that's your own or taking a leap and taking a move or making a move that you might have to cut down on some things, i.e. stay down till you come up. You can't spend like that. You can't go on the girl's trip. You can't go to the All-Star Weekend. You might not be able to do those things just yet. But if you get laser focused on what it is you really, really want and just keep chiseling at it, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. So this, this, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like you said, just you're not gonna be. Sometimes you ain't gonna be able to. Of course, going when you're in a struggle, you can't do the things that you used to do. Mm-hmm. And you know that, that becomes a delayed gratification, right there. You can push mm-hmm. those things off. Um, right. right. And I tell, and this is I mentor um, young men. Some are in college. Mm-hmm. Some some are uh, in my fraternity. And mm-hmm. one of my biggest things is, man, you take care of yourself, you know, you don't mm-hmm. put all your energy and focus on, let me chase this lady down right now. It's, it's, she gonna love you more when you at where you at, when you make mm-hmm. it to being your full self. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this for a man, cause ooh, this just made me pivot a little bit. What do you say to a gentleman who is dating somebody who right now they ain't where they want to be? Do they postpone it? Do they hang in there? What do they, what, what's, what what advice do you give those young men who are looking to have a solid committed relationship financially, you know, it, it ain't it ain't in the cards because dating is expensive and people want a whole lot right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you ain't and you ain't got it, but what's some creative mm-hmm. ways they can still stay in the dating field and not not lose focus. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say don't enjoy life. I mean, I yeah, I can just speak for myself. During this come up, uh, I was in a long a long distance relationship, so it was more so of my 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 uh, wife. Now she's more understanding. Woohoo! Uh, during that time period, oh yeah, she stayed in there. Uh, <laughs> But when we laughed and we talked about that that time period, she never she was like, I didn't know you were struggling the way you were you were. And well, that was something I kept to myself. I didn't want nobody else to know that I was 
in that struggle and mindset. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just pers personal, personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, but if, if you're on your purpose, you, you're on your path, you know, mm -hmm. post, you know when the right time is. You know. Absolutely. You know when it's not when it's time to settle down, or it's not time to settle down, or mm -hmm. this person is more of a hind. They draining you at this right. point. Like, hey, I need to focus on me, and your body mm -hmm. and your mind will tell you those things automatically, mm. or or your living situation, <laughs> your pockets <laughs> will tell you. I'm serious. Like, uh, yeah, your money will tell you where you're spending all your time. Right. So. Right. Right. <laughs> How are you encouraging your brothers to seek mental health or make sure their mental health is well in, in this, this heightened sensitivity right now? Um, what if people is tired, if people are swinging chairs right now? Oh, I saw that. <laughs> it's a whole WWE right now. <laughs> so. Um, well, I heard, I heard a, lot of, a lot of my friends who are who have been just, I would say, coming out of jail or some that have just done things that was super aggressive. And we talk about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As, as men, how we feel like we don't get to release our aggression. So where, mm -hmm. where does that come from? Like, where is that build up? Right. Um, some comes out of frustration. Some some yeah. feel that they're, they're not where they need to be in life. Um, yeah. And they have to understand that, you know, nobody really knows what they want to do with mm -hmm. themselves. It, it kind of... It kind of you kind of call into it once you take that leap, and then you find that okay, this is the path I want to take to move forward. Um, but but I would say get around other men, see how they're living. Um, um, mental health. If you can find you in, any uh, any counselor, therapist, you know, there ask those hard questions to your counselor or therapist. Uh, whether it's a man or a, or a woman, they both have different aspects different views on situations um and i know a lot of men we we do have a hard time speaking up um speaking our minds on how we feel i i, I as well struggle struggle with this so yeah so listen um i ain't gonna hold you much longer but um i do thank you for shedding some light on uh from from staying down to coming up and the emotional, mental gymnastics you have to play in that struggle. Um, but the other side of it is 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 it's brighter day if you don't don't lose hope in it, right? Right. It's it's, it's definitely a brighter day. Um, and I I'll say this like from from my struggle mm -hmm. struggles, and I and I was thinking about. It, I said, man, you know. God changed my life around in that same year. It's like we mm -hmm. all start taking off like rockets. Mm -hmm. From that time period to now, I, I didn't five times right. my my worth. Right, uh, right. From yeah, that period. Me too. Me, me too. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing. <laughs> and so even with it, we never left anybody behind, you know? So we was reaching back, putting for, oh, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. So much that not only did we get out of the struggle it's like everybody with us went up too mm. and 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 that was the you know quote unquote no child left behind it was. That, was, <laughs> that was no co-worker left behind like everybody got out everybody's doing well everybody has financial increase everybody can go 
to uh, the event and and the tab is like, okay, who got it? It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's a whole different thing and everybody is enjoying life and fulfillment and that's the part that I like because not only did we we go through it, we gained some amazing people in our lives and we also, uh, you know, we family. We family now. Uh, we, we, we definitely family. <laughs> well, thank you. You know you, you know you was the first person I met when I left home. So, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm gonna be for all the big events, from the weddings to to the nieces and nephews to buying the houses to, you know, all the things. Um, you got you got a sister, a sister for life. Um, tell your brother it's all good. We good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met the family that. that's all. But thank you, thank you for coming on the show. And let me know if you want to come back, or you know somebody that needs to to share a word or tell somebody something positive. Because we all about people on their healing journey, healing and um, self discovery. What we learned about ourselves in these struggles. What I learned most about myself is I am tenacious and resilient. And um, I don't carry bitterness like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really carry regret like that. Um, what do you think you learned about yourself during that time? I would say uh, resilience. Um, yeah. You know, stay stay positive. Um, just you're almost there. Or tell yeah. yourself mentally, I'm getting better and better every day. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mr. Smith, and thank you for coming to talk to all of my listeners at Kendra Station. All right. Thank you, sis, for inviting me, and uh, I look forward to coming back one of these days. All right. We're going to bring you back. <laughs>